Welcome to The Good Talks. Each week we will be introducing you to members and experts from the Good Tip App community. From talented artists, city experts, business owners, and professionals from all corners of the world, ready to share with you their good stories and tips. So in this first episode, we'll be talking to a good friend and a member of The Good Tip. She's an artist, an astrological mentor, mother of two, also has a podcast called Wolven and has been living in Portugal for a few years. Hey, Sarah. Hello, Maria. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. So, um, yeah, I have tons and tons of questions. Um, but first, uh, before we start, I want to talk a little bit about um, how we met. I want our listeners to, to know. Um, for me, um, it was, you know, it really resonates with what you do. So for me, it was a really clear example of, you know, when the stars are aligned and you just grasp the opportunity. Um, for me, it was a very fruitful meeting. Uh, 12 years later, here we are still talking. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, back then I was, um, I had, uh, created a small sales rep agency Uh, you helped me organize a few events. You gave me some great ideas, advice, and direction. And it was really, really wonderful to work with you back then, even though I was kind of going through a really crazy period. Um, I had just moved to Brussels. Um, I had just quickly gotten married, was uh, trying to get pregnant, and, and I wanted to do this business. <laughs> So, so meeting you back then was really kind of a little bit of a lifesaver because I had no idea, you know, how the direction for the business. Um, there were so many things that I didn't know about it. And you had all this, you know, you, you knew all of these things. Um, and so you were able to give me some direction, which was really great. Um, and so I just think about like uh, how, you know, sometimes you just meet uh, the right person, right, at the perfect moment. And mm. some of the advice you gave me back then, I couldn't actually apply it because um, it wasn't really the right time to apply it. So I remember you telling me um, how important it is, you know, for your clients to know you when you're setting up a business, how, you know, you should create this personal relationship, um, how you have to talk about yourself. And back then I, I really didn't understand that <laughs> mm -hmm. because I thought, you know, a business is a business, so, you know, it, it, it shouldn't matter who's behind it. But, uh, okay, 12 years later, here I am um, with a Good Tip app, a platform in which the concept is, you know, uh, where you find tips you can trust because they come from people you know and trust. And mm -hmm. here on the podcast, I want our users to know you and our other members whose tips I trust. Uh, I want them mm -hmm. to feel a connection. So, um, so when they see your posts on IG or, or the Good Tip, they feel, you know, they've come to a friend. Uh, mm -hmm. so anyway so yeah I just wanted to to highlight this um, and uh, how it resonates with your work uh, which you you will tell us all about oh I'm really really touched <laughs> I think you know we we don't always give each other compliments or say the like the deep stuff because life is just you know we're living and being with each other yeah. so I'm really really touched mm -hmm. I, I I have a fond memory of that time it, yeah. it's wild to think that it was 12 years ago yeah um and yet I feel like it was yesterday and we haven't really changed that much yeah. you know where I think we're both very curious and open and yeah. warm and passionate about the things that we do yeah and um I think that's what we connect with yeah 
Thank you for those sweet words. (laughs) So, okay, so then um, let's Mm -hmm. talk about uh, your past, uh, where you're from, um, Mm -hmm. and how you 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 came to to being an astrological mentor, and 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 if you can, some of the other projects you're working on. Okay, so uh, I'm originally Albanian, born in Belgium, raised in Belgium, Mm -hmm. and until I moved to Portugal, I didn't really understand what home felt like. I assumed that home was Belgium because that's all I knew. But I realized that it it runs much deeper than that. It's like the way that, you know, the lifestyle, the way that you relate to people, um, the winds, the food, like these little things. (laughs) And so I feel very strongly Albanian, which Mm -hmm. perplexed people sometimes because they think that you've never been, you don't know, you know, um, what's the connection. But I feel very strongly Albanian. Mm -hmm. And yet... I, much like you, I'm a third culture kid mm. where my parents and family traveled a lot. So yes. kind of feel like I'm part of the world as well. Yeah. And um, and so, and feel very blessed for that. Like it's just, the world is really our oyster. Mm. Professionally, I had a really winding path. Um, there are some people who are born knowing exactly what they want. Yeah. And I didn't, even as a kid, I remember wanting to be an archaeologist and the weather <laughs> woman, man, uh, you know, and other <laughs> wild things, photographer, you know. And so yeah. I just didn't, yeah, I just didn't know. So I, I've had many, many careers mm-hmm. and I'm grateful for all of them because I realized in hindsight that I learned a lot of skills. Mm-hmm. And mostly I learned um, to know myself yeah. and to have confidence in myself. So in the past, I my background is in leadership training, mm-hmm. uh, C-level uh, leadership and coaching. And then I, in 2010, decided I wanted to be my own boss. And I yes. literally took a leap of faith with nothing lined up. Mm-hmm. And I was working for an American organization. So we had had the 2008 recession. Yeah. And was hit pretty hard by that. So everyone in the company was like, why are you leaving this amazing job? You just got promoted. You're mm-hmm. setting up the marketing for EMEA. So the, like oh, wow. <laughs> basically the whole world. Yeah. Why are you leaving? I said, yeah. I don't know. I want to I wanna do something <laughs> creative. So, uh, you know, so yeah. I left for something creative. Yeah. That's around about the time we met. Yes. And, and then I did little different things, helping mm-hmm. mostly st- um, cultural organizations in Brussels to expand or connect um, okay. and communicate. Yeah. And then I moved into digital design and working in content strategy. And that was really the last formal uh, kind of gig before I mm-hmm. did my, what I call my coming out, yeah. which, is, <laughs> yeah. which was to own this secret passion of mine, which was astrology and the mystical mm-hmm. realm and apply it to communication strategy. Wow. So I was already doing something called archetypes. Mm-hmm. I had designed a, workshop where I work people through their archetypes, which is Jung's reference of like basically saying that everyone and every brand has a story and every story has a kind of hero. So there are 12 archetypes. Mm -hmm. And so I was already doing that in the, um, in the digital design and strategy space and people resonated with it and were fascinated, but it wasn't like fully, you know, formed. And then the astrology bit for me, added the layer of being really focused on the person because yeah. even companies or organizations are just a collection of people. Right. They, they work, you know, so it's the human aspect. Mm-hmm. And astrology gives you the lens of the soul. So why are you doing this thing? What is it bringing you? What is the chapter of the story that is your life? Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, I love it. And I feel very, very grateful to be doing this and still pretty much in awe. <laughs> and also, I, I sense that it is possible that in five years, I'll be doing something else that will build upon this, but of course, slightly different, right? So, yes. Yeah, this is where I'm at in this journey of who I am right now. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. And um, you also um, are working on some art projects as well, right? Um, yes. Yeah, you, uh, you, I know you wrote a book as well uh, while you were here in Belgium. <laughs> yes, and I'm very proud of that. Yes. I, I really am very proud of all the things that I put out. I yeah. put my whole heart yes. into things. It takes me a long time. Mm -hmm. I am someone who takes a lot of time, reflect. Mm -hmm. I get in my own way a lot. But when I finally like birth something, I'm always really proud of it, and yeah. it usually does pretty well. So I, uh, when I was pregnant, mm -hmm. I felt like a goddess it was like a a mystical moment where I thought oh my if I can birth a baby I can yeah. do anything <laughs> and although I had you know I was working in the like very masculine mm -hmm. business mm -hmm. uh, world I had this desire to create art yeah which I had abandoned in, in high school okay. um, or after high school so mm -hmm. I had come across the idea that people who use Polaroid film mm -hmm. Uh, do all sorts of things to try to capture the image and, and retain it so that it doesn't change. Right. And I thought it's funny as humans, we always want to hold things as yes. they are in this moment. Mm -hmm. We want people to love us exactly as they do right now, mm -hmm. you know, all of this. And so uh, when I gave birth, mm -hmm. and it also coincided with my dad passing oh, okay. away from Alzheimer's, yep. I decided I would do a portrait series of people who had advanced Alzheimer's okay. on Polaroid film only because it fades. Yeah, And it's a celebration of love. It's a celebration of who they are, despite the illness, despite loss. Yeah. And so this is a traveling exhibition that raises awareness for dementia. Mm -hmm. uh, and there was a book that was created because the gallery that first showed the show said, you know, you need to sell something. Like, yeah. where's the money part? <laughs> well, I'm not making this for money. I'm making this yes. because I, I need to. Yeah. And and then I realized it could serve other people, so I you know oh, uh, great. let it become more than just an art piece. Yes. And so we created the book mm -hmm. as a way to have them some you know have something that they could sell and also have people connect to the show mm -hmm. that is outside of the exhibition itself. So even if you don't see the show, you can yeah. have the book, and the book is a completely. It also exists like separately to the to the show, and to it's done amazingly with selected at the Milan Design Museum for mm. the art books. Okay. I've shown twice actually there. So it has also its own life and I wish I could travel like the book because it goes <laughs> in all sorts of lovely places. <laughs> I'm, I'm manifesting that for 2024. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah I, I, yeah, I would love to see it. I, I, I missed it. Uh, I don't know what was happening at that moment. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you have to, to let us know when it's it, in Brussels or... Yes. Yeah, or wherever. Okay, that sounds wonderful. Um, so going back to astrology, um, are, are there any mentors uh, out there um, like yourself that you feel inspired by? Um, that yeah, that use uh, you know that use astrology as their tool for coaching businesses. So I'm not someone who admires people so much. Like okay. I don't have this like fascination for other people or. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I have been blessed to have mentors in my life mm -hmm. and healers that I work with. Um, and I'm really grateful to have peers, so okay. other astrologers that I respect and have become friends. Okay. 
so I don't I don't see us as like you know competing. I think it's really yeah. it's really useful to be able to exchange whatever you do, like to have people that you can be like, hey, look at this chart. What do you see in it? You know, yeah. or what do you think about this transit, or what do you think about this strategy? So, so you collaborate, I, I really, maybe. I, so I, I I I invite often um, peers to come on my Instagram live, which is just a space where it allows for conversation and okay. also for other people to hear other astrologers speak about the things that I speak about. Okay. So that's like where we are at at the moment. Mm-hmm. There's desires to create maybe some retreats with one astrologer in particular, but nothing has yet formed because these are astrologers that live uh, in the U.S. Okay. Um, but in terms of like people that I would say I look up to or that inspire me, yeah. Um, they aren't typically in my field, but okay. I'm, I'm, I, let me think about this. There's one that comes to mind right away. Her name is Sarah Godestiner. She's actually a witch and okay. uh, came from the tarot, uh, tarot yeah. world. She has been extremely influential on in my path because she's queer, Jewish, a witch. And mm-hmm. she just really taught me to question the way that we see things mm-hmm. also to do things like credit people like when you read something and you're inspired by it to actually credit who who you know um informed your thinking mm-hmm. but also to question it so like to you know there's this huge fashion of like human design which is a tool that looks like astrology and resonates a little bit but mm-hmm. you know she questions that and say like okay who's behind it where's the money going you know, okay. who owns this thing, like ask yourself those questions. And that has really formed me in, um, I think, discerning what feels right for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also just allowing myself to include people that don't look like me or don't think like me or don't yeah. have the same privileges as me. And I think that's really, really important, especially when we work with people, yeah. because we need to hold space for people that are not like us. Right. So she would be someone that I would I would think um, I would say right away, mm-hmm. um, and then I think creatively I'd have to say uh, Panos and his last name escapes me, okay. but I can in the show notes we can add his uh, his Instagram. He's a Greek artist who lives in New York, okay. uh, father of two as well, young children. We often share you know stories of our kids' colds and stuff like that, and the exhaustion that it is to. <laughs> <laughs> try to work while have young children yeah. um and i'm just inspired by him the way that he works he's his work is very mystical he uh, uses ancient books he's always like thinking and playing with color and i just i'm inspired by by his work i just think it's absolutely beautiful so those would be the two people that i think uh, inspire me and oh. help me grow in terms of a mentor let me think of a mentor mentor well you know the the person that comes to mind uh, is has become a dear friend. Her name is Sherry Olmsted. She okay. was a um, the coach for the Olympic ski team, okay. U.S. American, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And she also set up the company that I would work with, my first okay. career in leadership training. She wasn't the managing director when I was working there, but she had become uh, one of the leading coaches. Okay. And she is someone who has talks about energy but not in the same way as I would talk about Mm -hmm. energy she talks about energy as like physical Mm -hmm. capacity to actually create your dreams Mm -hmm. and the mind-body connection but not in a mystical sense and a really very practical Mm -hmm. embodied experience 
and she's super playful. She's, I think, 70, looks like she's 40, like, no kidding. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, anything Mm -hmm. that she does and says, I listen to. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I had the privilege to be coached by her when, when we were working together. So um, now I want to talk about how you balance uh, your uh, parenthood and your work life. Um, How has that been for you? That's such an important question because I think, I mean, I feel that being a mother is so important to me. I feel that it has been such a gift. My kids are such, you know, my greatest teachers, really truthfully, Mm -hmm. but they've really empowered me. Like becoming a mother every time Mm -hmm. has like accentuated my desire to be more myself because they look at me and I don't want to not follow my dreams because how could you tell your kids like, you know, be yourself, love yourself, Mm -hmm. do whatever you want, and then not do it yourself. So they really are a motivator for me. Mm -hmm. But it is true that it is, it is challenging to have young children, my kids are two kids under seven. Yeah. Um, You know, to juggle that. For many years, the beginning of starting my mentorship, I was working at night, like really late, and I was working till two, three, and waking up at seven. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, recently I was like, I can't sustain that. And also I need to like take care of me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and my business will just have to grow more slowly yes. um, because my kids aren't growing more slowly. They're growing really, really fast. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so the way that I weave it in is that I really like my personal life comes first. Yes. My work is always on my mind, but yes. I weave that in. So I'm thankfully not a type, so I don't get really like stressed out about things. Mm-hmm. I think that really does help me. Yeah, but yeah. I do use my calendar, and mm-hmm. I have an app. Mm-hmm. I use uh, the To Do app on my phone, and I put everything in there because there's no way that my mother brain can remember, you know, what I need to do for the kids and what I need to do for work. So yeah, I, and I, I love my yeah. yeah, I love my to do list. I yeah. love my my calendar, and everything goes in. Yeah. But also, like, I, if it's, like, creative work, if I have to be painting or creating, I do it with them. I bring my ah, little nice. one. We, we work alongside each other. Yeah. Um, I try to, like, have meetings early in the morning or in the evening mm-hmm. after either, like, cartoon time or in the evening after they go to bed. Yeah. And so, I'm, you know, I manage my time around that because yeah. those are times when they can... So you manage to involve them in your, in part of your, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I involve them. They, you know, my son who's now seven often rolls his eyes and says like, so is this astrology again? Like, (laughs) you know, I don't believe in astrology. I think it's fine, whatever. As long as you believe in the moon and you can look at her, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, So, you know, but yeah, I I weave it into my my life and I try to not put too much pressure on myself. I mean, it happens all the time. Like, yeah. I am, I have so many things I want to be doing and I do sometimes look at the world outside and Mm -hmm. see these people, especially younger people who don't have kids, like creating, producing and Mm -hmm. doing so much. But then I remind myself, you know, every month I send out a letter Mm -hmm. with, I think, truthful wisdom in it. Every month I have a podcast episode Mm -hmm. that is sincere and I love it, sitting with amazing women. Every day at the moment, I have an experiment where I send out also a little letter, which is like a personal snippet of mm-hmm. the astrology through the lens of my personal life yeah. or poetry or art. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so there's like, and every week I've got my weekly 
mentors and the like you know weekly work one-on-one with people so it's a lot you know when I it's a lot exactly <laughs> and every day my kids almost every day they are washed they are fed every day and, you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 no well for me it's a it's a different approach because i i you know w- when i got pregnant i uh, i decided okay th- this is all i can handle <laughs> yeah. so um i took a, a different a, a different route i would say um mm-hmm. yeah I, I i had to wait until valentina was a certain age t- for my brain to start functioning again and feeling like i could mm-hmm. cope with to-do lists and and w- without letting me stress me out but um yeah but it's for me it's amazing when when you can balance you know you're so organized and so you know, that you can really manage to to do so many things at the same time <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i have a virgo moon that's the astro geek uh, but i've got a virgo moon and Virgo okay. is about like really getting to the essence. Yeah. It's Mary Kondo. Yeah. It's, uh-huh. So I don't have time yeah. or energy, especially at 43, for yeah. things that don't light me up, mm-hmm. you know, in the way that Mary Kondo speaks of. So mm-hmm. I, I don't give any okay. time. I just don't have time for anything yeah. that's superficial or doesn't yeah. excite me. Okay. And, uh, and sometimes I have to kind of like shelve things because right now life is, you know, if a kid is sick, it's just not going to yeah. happen. Exactly. And, you know, so, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, talk, talk to us about the podcast, Woven. So every month under the new moon. Mm-hmm. So the new moon is the dark moon. So it's a time of deep magic and introspection. Okay. And also like seeding, planting intentions. And so under this new moon every month, I sit with uh, women from all backgrounds, all ages, mm-hmm. and explore um, what it is to become. oneself and so for some these are stories of hardship for others it Mm is stories of you know passion work love whatever it's there are so many different ways to become oneself yes um and it is also an ode to the to intuition and the rituals that people find Mm -hmm. and you know connect with to connect to themselves to connect to that inner voice and so you know some people meditate other people uh, dance mm-hmm. some people cook whatever it is and, yes. but it's a way for listeners to listen in and notice like in the details mm-hmm. where can they maybe connect right. to themselves more right. deeply mm-hmm. um and i just i love it it is something that i never wanted to do i mean and you're embarking in this journey it takes a lot of work yeah it really is a lot of work yes the editing the reaching out to people the thinking about it all that stuff yeah uh, but it has instantly flowed and it was something that my intuition mm-hmm. uh, spoke of. So I, I was sitting with uh, goddess Isis, which mm-hmm. is an Egyptian goddess, the goddess of all, yes. the goddess of a thousand one names. And I was contemplating her because she'd appeared to me. And so I was like, okay, I'm not quite sure what I'm you know, supposed to understand. Yeah. And at one point she, I heard this, idea of speaking one's truth and I, I thought it might be about myself I didn't mm-hmm. know what part of myself mm-hmm. and over weeks of really meditating and thinking about it mm-hmm. and then suddenly this podcast actually mentoring someone I was mentoring someone and I said to them you really should consider doing a podcast it would really like light your soul path and you yeah. would own your voice and mm-hmm. and so she's like well you know what about we do it together and, <laughs> And I was like, okay, well, if I if yeah. it helps you, you know, why not? Yeah. I don't mind if we have interesting conversations. Yeah. And then we we recorded the first episode, yeah. and I sensed like something wasn't right, and I was like, 
you got to tell me, like, is, mm-hmm. are you okay? You know, and she's like, I can't do this. Oh. So my heart was kind of broken because yeah. I know that it's something that would make her grow. Yeah. Uh, and like really empower her, but it wasn't, you know, you were talking about the right time meeting yes. people and doing things. Yes. At the right, it wasn't the right time. For so her. maybe, yeah. She, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I might do an episode with her later, but, later on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But right now it's, uh, so then I was like, okay, I've, I've set this all up. I've told the whole world about this. Yeah. Let's go with it. And then it just flowed. So it was the right time and for you. <laughs> it was the right time for me, but I had no idea. I just had to like listen and trust and yeah. like do the work, which was, yeah, oh. <laughs> showing up. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'm going to start listening to them. <laughs> um, yeah. We'll put all this information um, on the good tip. So others can can find it and and listen to it. Thank you. Yeah. So um, to finish this off, um, I want to have some good tips from you (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, about uh, Portugal. Um, Mm -hmm. So you moved there uh, how long ago now? We moved here in September 2019. Okay. So you've been there a while. Mm -hmm. Yes. Just before the pandemic. And we moved here with uh, a backpack okay. and a pram and a manduka <laughs> yeah. and no suitcases. Oh my God. Uh, and then our suitcases were supposed to be shipped and they got lost. So oh we no. lived for the first, I think three months with just our backpack and <laughs> like, yeah, going and buying the things that we yeah. needed. That okay. we, you know. uh-huh. And it was really liberating oh. to feel to, like to really start all over. Yeah. Yeah. And just notice how we get attached to things. Like I'm so happy I have my books now, but yeah. it was really like exciting the kids mm-hmm. you know didn't need so many toys or yeah. things yeah so we do live a, a pretty minimal life yeah uh, since because we just don't buy we got a lot used of things. To it, yeah yeah we got used to it mm-hmm. um and then we moved from lisbon to ericera so uh-huh. the countryside surf town mm-hmm. surf capital european surf capital okay in um during the pandemic so in june 2020 mm-hmm. and um yeah i I just love it here. And life is easy there with the kids. And can you give us some tips of uh, fun things to do in Ericeira with kids? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's like it's a really simple life. Like literally my playground is the beach. So okay. there are playgrounds, but <laughs> yeah. like the best playground is the beach. And yeah. they'll find a, you know, the makeshift a slide and you know, yeah. everything that they find is a is a treasure. Yeah. Um, but let me think. So my... Um, well, actually, I'd have to give you tips about Lisbon because I yeah. just love Lisbon so much. Yeah. Ericeira is like the beach that I would say that my favorite beach is the Ribera uh, de Ilhas, mm-hmm. which has, it's a really small beach. So like with the kids, especially if you have children, mm-hmm. they can't go, like it's not endless. You can see the ends of the beach. Okay. And, mm-hmm. you know, so that always feels really safe. Yeah. And there's an amazing uh, beach restaurant with okay. good food. So, you know, you don't have to like worry about feeding mm-hmm. anyone okay. as well. Yeah. Um, but my, my favorite place in Lisbon is the Gobinkan uh, Museum. Okay. Uh, in fact, when we arrived in Lisbon, we got lost. I didn't have a phone also with the suitcase. I didn't have a phone. And I, I just got lost and I ended up in this park and it was so beautiful with ducks and birds and statues and I had no idea that it was the museum garden until I realized where I was where I was yeah so it's a beautiful place and there's a like a secret uh gem is that it has a canteen mm-hmm. where all the workers from mm-hmm. the museum go and eat mm-hmm. 
so there's a restaurant, there's two restaurants, but there's a canteen. So if you okay. want to, if you go to Lisbon, you have to go find the canteen. Okay. And it's a buffet, oh, okay. a very traditional, you know, simple Portuguese food, yeah. the fish and all that, and then all these vegetables. Mm-hmm. And so okay. I just love it because you sit there, you're mm-hmm. in the museum. Very authentic. And, yeah, very authentic. Um Okay, yeah, that's a good that's secret a tip. Secret tip, yeah. <laughs> and then um, what other tips? I love the flower shop mm-hmm. at the um, Time Out Mercado. So okay. in, in Portugal, you have Mercados, which are inside markets uh-huh. for food with food stalls. It's a bit like a farmer's market, but yep. basically it's like old ladies who come and sell their food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the flower shop in this uh, in this Mercado in the center of downtown okay. is just so beautiful it's oh. just really they are the prettiest flowers I've, I've seen oh. here and the lady is of such good advice so mm-hmm. that's another tip that's and another then the final tip yeah. would be um oh I know so there my old neighborhood is a very traditional neighborhood mm-hmm. the equivalent in Brussels if there's anyone from Brussels is like Eterbeek okay so it's a, kind of like a posh full of old people mm-hmm. and big apartments. Yeah. And in this uh, neighborhood where we lived, there is a churrasquera. So uh-huh. churrasqueras are these rotisseries. Yes. So they do roasted chicken. Oh, the chicken is so good. Is, yeah. <laughs> and it is one of the best, if not the best, of Lisbon. Okay. And people will come from other neighborhoods and there's always a queue in front. Yeah. And they, it's just, yeah, it's the best roast chicken. You could take it and go and eat it in the park. There's the Central Park, the, uh-huh. like the New York Central Park. Lisbon has its Central Park in uh-huh. Alvalad. Yeah. And just sit there and have your roast chicken or take oh, it nice. wherever you are. Yeah, that's another tip. That's another, that's another great one. Um, yeah, <laughs> well, I'll probably be there in July. So hopefully you're okay. there. <laughs> yes. And we can try these out. <laughs> yes, I would love that. That would be great. Um, so anyways, um, thank you so much, Sarah, um, for joining thank us. Thank you, Maria. Um, thank you. And, um, yeah, uh, I look forward to staying up to date on your latest podcast. Uh, we didn't talk about the retreats. That's another <laughs> of your businesses. <laughs> and, um, but we'll talk about it hopefully another time if we do this again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, um, uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing you on the Good Tip app, seeing more of your tips, um, and of Thank course you. on Instagram and uh, on your site um, for anyone who's interested in getting to know more about your business. Thank um, you so much, Maria. Okay, thanks, and we'll talk soon. Yeah, lots of love. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode, got some great tips and advices. Remember, The Good Talks is sponsored by thegoodtip.com website and app, your hub for saving and sharing all those good tips you find along the way. Till next time.